you doing, everybody? And welcome to the John Riley Project. This is episode number 202. And I am so pleased to have as my guest, our longtime favorite, Mr. Pete Neal. You out there, Pete? Yeah, I'm here. I, I just got to show up. So there I go. <laughs> there you are. Okay. I'm just getting everything dialed in. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, we're experimenting with different setups here. Normally, I'm doing this on StreamYard, but we're using Zoom today so we can make these presentations work. So, um, all right. So, let's, uh, let's get going. I think we're going to talk a bit about what I'm calling flowcharts in the mind. This, this whole idea of having... Well, you and I came up with this, Pete. We were having a podcast and we shared a common, I guess, a common thing that we do mentally where we can envision graphical systems in our mind that kind of describe certain processes or the way we see the world. Yep. I'm just uh, fussing around here with my desktop getting ready because, as usual, I am testing your technique testing your technical capabilities at the same time. So. Okay. Um, yeah. So, the, the, you know, I'll tell you what, uh, having a podcast, I'll tell you, yeah, I learned so much about all this AV gear. And <laughs> sometimes you got to do it this way. Sometimes you got to do it that way. And you got to be nimble and flexible and be able to handle it. So to our audience that's listening and watching, thanks for your flexibility. Um, well, Pete, why don't you just kick it off? I mean, maybe you can uh, help us get started, and I'll, I'll be the color commentator as we go through your play-by-play. Right. Okay. Um, everybody can see the backdrop to my video. That's so I can block out the office that I'm in, because you really don't want to see my office the way it is. Um, I, I'm, I'm not the most organized person in the world. Okay, as you can see from my office, um, the only good thing about my office is that uh, I'll move the door here so you can see Calypso is just a just a heartbeat away from me there. So that's your baby. So right there. I've got to get that in there. But for today's presentation, um, what I want to do is I want to tie together some previous podcasts that we've done. Okay. Um, two in particular, because I've had to modify my thinking um, about the most important one was Eureka Moments. That was podcast number 41. That was a while ago. That was. That was shortly okay. after the campaign season, a couple of years yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. And then later on, I did a podcast <laughs> More or less in conjunction with you, you inspired me with your ancestry search. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so with those two as markers, I got off on a separate thought train. Um, Rene Descartes, I think, therefore I am. Mm. Okay. It, it, it's, it's right up here. Okay. You, you it. Okay, And so in thinking about those two particular things, um, I called you up and I said, you know, when we can do this, uh, when COVID gets out of the way, I'd like to do a, a podcast with you to show the progression 
that I've moved to. And that's another favorite of John's is the EVs. And behind the most popular EV, uh, another famous quote here. If you want to find the secrets to the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Well, that's what I've done all my life is I study vibration. Okay. So all my professional career, it, it circulates around vibration. And every vibration will have a frequency to it. So... Um, if you don't mind, I'm going to flip off of my screen and I'm going to go to share my screen now. Okay. I'm going to have to enable it, John. Okay. There we go. There we go. Okay. So I'm going to uh, bring this up first. And can you see it? Yeah, I can. So. It, it's without me in the way. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the two podcasts, Eureka Moments, and then squeezed in the middle there, there's a couple more. You know, one I did on Corvette Happiness, another one you did on my company called Heart Force Science Group. But the two that are in focus here are the uh, Eureka Moments and Ancestry. Okay. Mm. And so the next slide puts out <laughs> all the podcasts I've done with you, John. Holy crap. It's been that many. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I've made reference to this a few times during the podcast episodes that I think you've been on maybe six or seven times, but clearly yeah. I underestimated it. I mean, how many is that? Six. Oh, I don't know. I don't bother to count them. I, I just sure. plotted them out here on a timeline. Now, the one... 12. Plus the public <laughs> forums when you were a candidate. Yeah. yeah. Twelve of them, like a legit sit-down conversation. This is great. So this is lucky number 13. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and you want to notice that it, it's today in 0202, I think, is your sequence number for today. Yeah, it is. Okay. Notice that's 2020 flipped around. Yeah, all right. It's like a palindrome. Right? <laughs> okay. So um, back in 2019, the political ones, yeah, I've highlighted in, in yellow. Okay. Mm -hmm. And in her native color, all the ones that involve Calypso are in blue. All right. Of course. Then there were two others that I... I did in there and that had to deal with submarines or something or other. I can't remember what I did on that, but the ones I want to pay attention to are 41, 118, and then today. Okay. Cause we're starting to develop. This is not a single event in time. This, this is starting to get a repeated pattern. Okay. It's starting to have a frequency to it. All right. It's at least periodic. So as you examine time and events and things along a timeline, it, when things start to repeat, that's when you start to see, is this a unique occurrence? Does this have a pattern to it? 
you know, what, what is the, the meat and potatoes behind it? And the second podcast we did was the one on ancestry. So I'm going to go to the next slide. That's my ancestry. This is the way it was when we did the podcast on ancestry. And if you remember clearly, that's me right there. There's my dad. There's my grandfather, my great grandfather, then two more generations. But then I hit a brick wall. Hmm. And I talked about that in that podcast, number 41. If, if you're on YouTube and you want to go down and find it, folks, it's number 41 in all of John's podcasts. Okay. But I ran into a brick wall because you'll notice there's a spelling change there. Okay. In the last name, it goes from N-E-I-L-D to N-I-E-L-D. And that was, that was my own research. So I got in touch with people, and I said, what is the probable cause of that? All right. And lo and behold, at the time, there was a chance that instead of being of English descent, I was being of Irish descent. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, welcome and, to the club, my friend. And I was absolutely delighted. I... I, I, I I, I was excited about it. A whole new adventure, another another country, because I thought we were pretty much well embedded in England there. But I told my mom, and that was the source of the brick wall. She says, we're not Irish. And I said, but Ma, and she said, no, we're not Irish. Stop. You're going the wrong way. All right. Right. So I had to stop all my research. All right. So that would have put an end to this backwards tracing of ancestry, even though it was going in a straight line. So some time has passed now, John, since we did that podcast. But I'm going to use both of these examples. Okay. I'm going to use our podcast timeline. And I'm going to use the ancestry timeline to illustrate the, trans, the, the move from that line of thinking on the John Riley Project today, ancestry, linear, timeline of, of doing the podcast. Those are linear, but I'm going to move into what I call convergence and my first thinking was that it was circular, and that has turned out to be wrong. Okay. You with me? I am. So, so first you're describing linear uh, time frame where, you know, it's sequential, it's serial, right? Yep. Aligned with time, and we can think of it in terms of more or less straight lines. But right. You started to see it circularly. So what, what, do, you, what do you mean by that? Well, this whole podcast is going to come down to a, a couple of examples, all right? And I'm going to walk through those step by step, all right? So the next slide down is the Eureka Moments podcast. There we are, the two of us. Hey, there okay. we are. 
episode number 41. And I explained in that podcast about my analysis of Eureka moments. You remember what they are, right? Right. Okay. Like moments in you, time when special things happen and you meet special people that change the trajectory of your life. So you notice that it's not a straight line. Okay. There's, there's a ping ponging in life where you change course and you change direction. Right. Okay. But still somewhat linear. I'm going from left to right here. Okay. But I mean, from being a teenager, the son of a clergyman in Lincoln, Rhode Island and joining the Navy, that, that was a definite turn. (laughs) Okay. Riding submarines. That was another turn. Then I met, the woman that became my wife, you know, and Wendy and I went off in another direction and now we're having grandkids and notice I snuck Calypso in there a little bit. Of course. (laughs) Right. Right. You always got to sneak her in. I got to sneak Calypso in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right on. All right. So this said to me, my concept of circular is not right. There's a circle. Because I got no sense of time here. I'm just going around in a big loop in the circle. So I started to think of it as a coil. I'm still circular, but now I'm a mix. I'm circular, and yet I have time running down the center. Right. Okay? So I'm still wanting to get to the point about convergence. So I've got to figure out what this coil is. I've got to describe it somehow. All right. So using the examples, okay, I'm going to pick a point on this coil. I'm going to call it P1. And the next time it comes around is is PX. You know, it's an undetermined point in time. Okay. So, Using the podcast example, I'm going to say, all right, P1 is the Ancestry podcast. Okay. And then I did two others. I did, there's a P2 in here and a P3, but it's not, it's not the same thought. It's not the same thing. Okay. So this coil that is labeled nothing at this point in time, I'm going to label it the ancestry. Okay. So from P1 is ancestry. So when do I come back around to this same topic? Well, it turns out it's number four. Episode number 202 is I'm talking about convergent circles and ancestry. All right. So now there's a, there's a distance between the P here. There's a frequency. P1 to P4, that's eight months. Mm. That's a lot of time. That is. Okay. All right. So there's my concept of coils, thinking about life's events. And, and this is your podcast. I mean, this is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop sharing right now. So 
we go back. The least so, what I'm taking from this is that you see kind of a rhythm in the as we go down that timeline where, you know, certain moments occur and then they reoccur or topics reoccur according to a, yeah, like a rhythm, right? Right. And, and, it, and it depends on each time that there's a, con, a convergence, okay, of some kind, all right? then there could be a eureka moment at that particular moment in time. Okay. The other, the other source that creates without, without your own personal contribution to it, you converge with something else. Could be a friend. Mm. Could be a relative. It could be an event. Okay. But anyway, there are two separate things that are moving through time in a, now I'm thinking in a circular pattern where the two of them converge and all of a sudden you have the opportunity for a eureka moment to take place. Okay. Mm -hmm. You with me? Mm -hmm. Yes, I am. (laughs) Okay. Okay. We're we're deep inside the mind of Pete Neald right here. And this is great. <laughs> you know, we have, you have a paradigm, you know, you have a way of describing this phenomenon. And um, I think right. it's cool. Let, let me go into it a little bit more deeply now. Back to the sharing the screen. Okay. So let's go back to that. Um, oops. Got to get my mouse on the right screen. Too many screens here. Here we go. Back to the Eureka moments. I think I already agree. You know, we agreed that this was P0 or, or the reference point of the start of it when I did the podcast on the Eureka moments. Okay. But the, it wasn't the podcast that was P0. All right. The next slide. P0 is actually up here on the timeline. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's the reference point is that particular moment in time on the timeline. Okay. And, and the and next P0 slide was what moment in the timeline? P, P0 is the podcast where we did Eureka moments. Okay. 41. Yep. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the next one is ancestry. There we are doing the ancestry. Right. Okay. So, these are two individual moments in time. Nothing on the timeline is yet. Okay. Just two different, but they're related. All right. So let's go back to this thing that I talked about in the first timeline. And I'm going to bring in the first convergence circle that I'm entertaining because this has happened in the last eight months. Okay. I told you about the dilemma in the brick wall of, of, of John Neald. Okay. But you'll notice there's more John Neals on this chart than I showed you originally. There's a John Neald in 1733, but the one that I missed was John Neald NEI in 1759. I didn't know this guy existed back when I was doing my ancestry work. Right. All I could, all I knew was 
there was a name shift here. Okay. And I went off on the tangent of thinking that we were Irish. And that was based on what the clergyman told me. Okay. The clergyman told me that because of the location of the church and where the Neils were going to church, it was on a river and the Irish people escaping the potato famine in that time frame were coming over to the UK and they were working their way up the river. And that's where apparently somebody named N I E L D came to his church. And then over the next 20 or 30 years, their name changed. And I went off on this tangent thinking, oh, I've got to start searching for John Neild, N-I-E-L-D, in Ireland. Hmm. Well, where did he come from? <laughs> you know, what, what harbor, what ship, you know, how did he get there? I went off on this tangent. And it was a... It is absolute disaster. But then just a few months ago, okay, somebody came into my life on their coil. Diana Thomason. She came. Oop, I got to share my screen because I'm moving a slide. Oh, shoot. Mouse, where are you? There you are. That's the one I want to share and come over to the PowerPoint and move down one slide. Okay. Diana Thomason, she traces her ancestry back. She runs across an N-I-E-L-D. Guess what? In that town, in that small little community, so when we plot out all the locations for all these Neils, N-I-E and N-E-I, okay, they're within 12 miles of each other, all of them. Wow. That's all right? amazing. And now I'm going back to 1700. From, so from 1700 to 1933, the family of Neils N-I-E and N-E-I were within 12 miles of each other. But, I mean, that's not even the size of Poway. No, <laughs> well, but are, they all have like a common ancestor, right? Um, they're all connected yeah. to the same tree. But just curious, so the, the reason that the, the spelling changed, was that a was that a way to shield or to cloak the fact that they were actually Irish or was it just a innocent mistake when a birth certificate was created? You don't know. We got to do a lot more research to validate that. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not going down that path. That's another convergent coil for somebody to go off and run with. Okay. 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 I think I'm not taking it on. I just want to get back to my ancestry. I want to see how far back I can get. So right now I feel very comfortable knowing that there's a Richard Neild back there 
1705, born in 1705. So I'm back to the early part of the 1700s with family that were connected. And I got a new relative. I got a cousin. <laughs> nice. A newly discovered relative. And we've been exchanging emails back and forth and doing all kinds of things. So mm-hmm. she has a, she's traveling her life on a coil. I got my life on a coil. And you know what? <laughs> when we first got together, there was a eureka moment because all of a sudden the mandate, the brick wall put in my way of pursuing this. All right. By my mom, I got a way around it. <laughs> I mean, these people didn't escape from the potato famine. They were there in 1705. <laughs> right. Well, the potato right? famine was like in the early 1800s, wasn't it? Uh, it turns out there was a number of them. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. But it was like All right. 40s or so when the, the big one happened. Yeah. But I got roots to 1705. In a little, I don't what was the name of the, oh, we don't have a town. Lancashire, Preston in Lancashire is the, is the name of the community. And that, you know, that didn't change until my dad left. My dad left Lancashire, England in 19, oh, what the hell? I don't have it down here. Anyway, he ended up meeting my mom in 19, you know, she was born in 1918. So I'd say in the 40s, they got together. Mm -hmm. And they, he went from the UK here up on the map, up in the upper right corner. He went from the UK to Canada, out to Saskatchewan, to Saskatoon, met my mom. Then they slowly migrated into New York, where I was born, and eventually moved to Rhode Island. And then I left and came out to San Diego. So those those are the Neil travels and stuff. But I, I just wanted to get across the point here that um, this is just one example of a convergent coil where the two of us intersected, Diana Thomason and myself. So it gives a little bit of credit to the concept of convergent coils. Nice. Okay. So, so we all have our own timeline and we're all going about our lives, but then sometimes our timelines are on coils, but then they converge where we come together and then you connect with special people and then magical things happen. That's exactly right. So just so you can help organize your thoughts, if you buy into this concept of convergent coils, the linear time is the z-axis. Okay. Okay. the The difference of the diameter of the coil, okay, is measured in x and y, and that's your individual life, where r is the impact of eureka moments. How much did something change your life? How much of a spin do you put on that coil? Ah, okay. And you're going to go through life if you, on this coil, but it's going to have changes. It's going to have dimensional changes. It may be very, very irregularly patterned. Okay. This may not be a straight line. Oops. Oops. It may be something like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Because yeah, because you're you're presenting a, a perfectly formed coil, right? Like a spring 
But mm-hmm. the reality is that it could be very different, right? The very different. Yeah. It should have a lo- it could have a long period here, it could have a short period or an extremely long period. Right. It depends on how that coil is intersecting with whatever you're doing and whatever you want to compare it to. Mm-hmm. For example, somebody else. All right. Here's one coil compared to another coil. All right. Notice this one's a little larger, a little bit more devious, but there we go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, how do they intersect? Here's a convert. Here's a eureka moment. Where they connect. All right. Mm-hmm. Where they connect. All right. That may be in something entirely new. Okay. See, see this is good because I think for many of us, a lot of times we think of our life as a straight line, right? As a, as a timeline, but right. really we're going through, like you say, all these Eureka moments along the way that we change course and yep. along that pattern, you know, sometimes certain things happen cyclically. Sometimes there's a rhythm to it. And then we have those cases where we intersect or may, we may intersect multiple times um, along each of our respective time. I'm not going to call them a timeline, but a time coil. Correct. Yeah. So Correct. this is cool. I mean, th- so this has been cooking up in your mind the whole time as 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 we've been going through some of these podcasts. This is cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, let's 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 break off a little bit from you and me. Okay. I'm going to bring in another example. Okay. Because this can get pretty complex. Sure. All right. Here's three of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. They start to get very, very complex. Right. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. This is your life, John. Yeah, <laughs> Depending yes, on that's my life, right there. <laughs> <laughs> it all depends on how many things you got going on and people that you interface with. So I, I'm going to give you another example here, okay? Uh, and if you don't mind, I'm going I'm to share change my screen here to something else. I'm going to come back and join you for a second. And I'm going to go over here and I'm going to share this screen. That's my, uh, you knew I was going to get Calypso in here. Oh, well, I, of course. (laughs) You you weave, you weave her in every episode. So, by all means, please continue. Yeah. Well, it turns out to be I was working on during the COVID thing. The Calypso web page is a function of COVID. I started working on this just as COVID hit, and I've been working on it ever since. And I got to the point where I stumbled across a picture of Calypso at Laguna Seca. All right. And at that particular moment in time, I was really enamored with a piece of music um, by Hans Zimmer. Or was it Thomas Newsom? I don't remember now. Called, it was from the movie uh, Rush. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the muse, piece of music is called Lost But One. And it's, it's a nice long piece of music. Uh, in the movie, they showed it at Watkins Glen, where I've been. Mm-hmm. 
okay? But the, the lap around Watkins Glen takes longer than the song is. <laughs> All right. So I had to find something. Well, it turned out that the, the trip around Laguna Seca was a pretty good match. Mm-hmm. All right. So I did the copy. I did the video. I took, I took the Laguna Seca lap and I put it to the music of lost but one. And I was moving it onto YouTube and Within that hour, I found about Neil Peart passing. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I, I was okay. corrected on this once before. It's Neil Peart. Peart. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Rush. One of the all yeah. greats. Yeah. So what do you do, Red Barchetta, if, you, if I'm saying that correctly? Yeah, it is Red Barchetta, yeah. Even though Calypso's not red, I says, I got to do this. I, I, how long? Oh, my God, it's the same length of time. <laughs> yeah. So all I got to do is swap out the soundtrack. All right. So I did the same video. Okay. With Red Barchetta as the theme rather than Lost But One. So... The question came up, well, which one should I keep and which one is disposable? Which which do people like more of, right? So I put that on my music page. Well, before, I don't know if you're going to be able to hear it or not, but. All right. You see that guy in the passenger seat? Yeah. That's a friend of mine, Gary. Okay. Gary and I try to make it to Laguna Seca whenever we can. All right. For the races and stuff. Uh, He and I have been friends since we were two. Two. Wow. All right. When my dad moved to Rhode Island from New York, Gary was in that church and, and the two of us have known each other since we were two probably not cognitively until we were four and five okay but he's a key person on 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 my website he, he's had an influence but there's another guy that's had an influence so w- we share convergent coils gary and i do okay our convergent coils happen to be timed with the races at Laguna Seca. Okay. All right. We always try to do that together. Of course, we went to high school together, so there the convergent coils were really close because we saw each other every day. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm going to go to the music page because that's where the next one came in. And by the way, I had lost but one. That you have for Calypso is unbelievable. I mean, if you're a Corvette <laughs> enthusiast, I mean, this is this website's got everything on it. You can imagine. I'm 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 kind of amazed at it. It's it's got over sixteen hundred hits in less than a year. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're a hardcore Corvette fan or even a casual fan, this is a wonderful website. So, um, I put this as a contest up there. And and I say right here on the webpage, this is part of a convergent coil project. 
that one of the convergent coils I have is from my friend Bill Stringfellow. Okay. Bill Stringfellow is right up here at the top. And he was an instrumental guy in the purchase of, that's Bill. Mm-hmm. He was an instrumental guy in the purchase of Calypso. Okay. He's the one that said to me, Pete, just buy the goddamn thing. <laughs> and I asked him why. And he says, because you're going to spend a long time dead. Well, answer. that took on a lot of significance because at that point in time, Bill was terminally ill with cancer. He said that to me in December. And he passed away, John, I think the following January or February. Mm-hmm. So those words meant a lot to me. Now, his wife, Sandy, and I have maintained the relationship. I have a convergent coil with Sandy. We keep touching. Okay. I didn't know this at the time, but when I ran into Bill in Italy, in Naples, in the mid-70s, okay, he had met Sandy the weekend after I left. So Sandy and Bill, two convergent coils, met up together, okay? And we've, I, Wendy and I know Bill. I got a great picture of Bill sitting on my front porch reading a story to my daughter. It's a precious moment. One of my shipmates, Bill, reading a story to my daughter. So <laughs> here we go. I was talking to Sandy and her, uh, Bill's stepson, Bob, from a previous marriage, saw that. And it reminded him a picture of a picture of his son with Bill reading a story to him. All right. So he's now following my posting here and the question of Russia or Rush. He sees this video here and he says, well, I was in a musical group, and I used to play that. Our group was called Rushmore. Oh, wow. So right? Rush cover band? <laughs> yeah. That's cool. And and he fed me the YouTube video for him playing Red Barchetta. Oh. Well, now I got a new video. <laughs> All right. I got his background music. There are all these different things coming together in special ways. All different convergent coils, three, four different lives, all coming together over a single eureka moment. How do you say his last name? Neil what? Peart. Passed away. And all of a sudden, four, four individual lives or convergent coils all of a sudden merge at different points in time along a timeline. Nice. Yes. I rest my case. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. I think, I think convergent coils are very much real. Okay. And I think you can find them in your own life. Mm. If you pay attention to it, if you know what you're looking for. Right. You got to know what you're looking for. And I start with my friends. I start looking at 
all of my friends. Let me tell you something else. There's a whole new world that COVID has given us. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a world of stay at home. <laughs> Don't intermix. Right. All right. I've made several friends on Facebook who I've never met. Like in person. All right. Mm-hmm. No, it's only, you know, things on Facebook. I say something. They like what I say. I like what they say back. You know, we start up a dialogue with these people. We start visiting their pages. We see what they're doing. Okay. And you establish a commonality. All right. Here am I in my stupid little office playing with my web page, figuring out what I can do next. And one of my most recent friends, a guy by the name of Albert, and I don't know if he's Irish or not, but there's an Albert O. Reed. Okay. It might be his middle name. I haven't figured that out yet. All right. Is Reed E-I or I-E? <laughs> R-E-E-D. Oh, two E's. Okay. All right. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's no... So far, there's no possibility of a convergent coil on ancestry. Okay. Okay. But where we found a bond is on Calypso's webpage, I have a little thing about San Diego County tour where I've gone out and taken pictures mm-hmm. of different places around San Diego County. I'm, I think you've seen the book. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so he saw some of my videos on my website where I, you know, got music to the background, you know, and he put, he didn't say it, but he provided me the inspiration of the music to videos. Well, all of a sudden I need more videos. County rides, rather than still pictures of the San Diego County. So I've gone off on a tangent. I'm doing rides around San Diego County, putting soundtracks to those rides that sort of fit with it. Okay. It was his idea. Nice. Albert's suggestion that I do that. Mm-hmm. So I got a whole page of San Diego County tour videos now all over San Diego County. Thanks to that inspiration, that convergent coil, a eureka moment that page would not exist without his input right and he offered sort of the spark right you know that genesis of the idea that if yeah if you're if you intersect with him at that moment in time that seed never would have been planted so all i wanted to do is I, i i got excited about this when it first started coming into my brain about a year ago okay I said, geez, I got to get up. John Riley, not only his podcasts are convergent coils. <laughs> Each one of them could be a convergent coil. It is. Yeah. You know? Anyway, this so cool. any questions? Uh, you know, I've never, I've never actually thought of it the way you thought of it, but it makes sense to me because I always think about how my life has had those inflection points where you meet a person or you make a big decision and that trajectory changes, right? And we've got multiple yep. 
inflection points in our life. I mean, some really big ones and some medium and small ones. But I always thought of it like that first slide you showed where it's still a line, but it just kind of changes, you know, right. direction. But I never thought of it as a coil going through time. And that's a whole other idea because you because you you uh, periodically intersect multiple times with the same person or the same topic or some there's some. uh yeah, multiplicity. You know, some that's not the right word, but there's a rhythm to it. Um, at least that's how I see it. Um, and you've been able to describe that visually. And I, I just, you know, on one level, it's really cool because we're getting we're you're sharing with us your concept. But I just love the whole idea that in our own private space between our ears we're making sense of the world around us. And then sometimes a visual or a picture comes to mind in our, in our mind. And then we can lock into that concept and then it all just starts to come together. It all starts to make sense. And I think that's what you just went through. Yeah. I mean, the picture of Bill Stringfellows sitting on my front porch, reading to my daughter, a story. Is I've seen the picture, the picture of Bob's son, Cameron, sitting on his lap, Bill reading the story. I said, holy shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Two, two identical convergent coils here. Right. And we get to meet up, and he's off on another tangent with Rush Moore. Right. Okay. <laughs> so this is like... Um, yeah. Almost like a, a, a science fiction episode, you know, where you kind of are able to separate yourself from your life, almost like a, in a Christmas carol. And you can witness it from up above and see that re- re- right. pattern. Um, yeah. This is cool stuff, Pete. I mean, really. I mean, and it's so personal. <laughs> I mean, that's what's so neat about yeah. it as well. And well, I think it's personal to everybody. I, I, the reason I wanted to do this podcast is you have a pretty good viewing audience. And I said, geez, if everybody starts doing this, we could get a hell of a lot more out of relationships with people. Oh, oh God. Okay. Yeah. I remember, gosh, when, back when I was in college, um, I remember I, I made mention to a friend of mine how I saw my relationship with my girlfriend at the time, mm-hmm. kind of like a graph, you know, like over time you know, the relationship would, would be good and it would decline and not be so good. And you would see it as a sine wave or something similar to that. And he was like, yes, exactly. <laughs> That's how he sees it too. And it's just another visualization, um, you know, probably a little more simplistic than what you were just sharing with the conversion coils. Um, but we all have our own way of seeing the world. And I think this is neat. It really is. Yeah. Now, I've also, this, this whole topic, it touched on something else that we're going to do on Friday or you're going to do. Do you want me there or what? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, originally, I mean, I have a couple of models of my own that I want to share. And I just thought okay. it was too much for one podcast. So this is a two-part series, right? This is part one. Right. It'll be part okay. two. And, and Pete, I'd love to have you join me if you like and, and share your thoughts and comments on what I present. Well, you you don't think I beat you up enough in the comment section of, of YouTube here? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's up to you. If you want to join me, great. If you don't, I'll just do it on my own. All right. So 
It's all good. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. Do we have any questions from the viewers? Anything out there? Is anybody viewing this? Um, I'm not sure. Well, there's so far there haven't been any questions that I've seen. So I think okay. it's just you and all me. Right. But, you know, I do these live streams and sometimes we've got a big audience. Sometimes we have a small audience, but still right. way more people watch the recorded version than watch the live version. I mean, I, right. And then right. we've got a whole other audience that just listens to the audio only and God help them yeah. to be able to follow along with what we've just been going through. Um, I, I'm such a graphical, I mean, I got PowerPoint presentations, visits to the website today, and that's really going to screw those people up. Yeah. All right. It'll be tough, um, but hopefully. But I do the same thing in the live broadcast. I'm always with pictures and books and oh, yeah. charts and things. Well, you usually bring your little <laughs> yeah. easel, you know, so that makes it fun. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. just to give uh, the audience a little taste, like on Friday, I'm going to present um, a few paradigms. Basically, one, how I see myself into the relationship to the world around me, particularly in my relationship to family and friends and career and personal um, interests and how those are prioritized and ranked. Um, I'm going to share another diagram that I have in my mind that has a lot to do with building self-esteem, you know, or, and, uh, and often overcoming negative self-esteem. And then a third one that was inspired by one of my previous guests, Catherine Cloward, that talks about the, this notion oh, yeah. of energy flow that goes through your system where you can be in a positive energy flow or a negative energy flow. And we'll talk about the triggers that put you into the negative or put you into the positive. And um, I think that'll be fun to discuss as well. So the implication there is in the context of convergent coils, remember, I, I got to go. Oh, I'm not sure on my screen. But remember the blue line I showed? That was my life pattern. Okay, that's my coil. Okay. And it has a different periodicity to it. That plays in, that plays in with it. All right? Oh, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, all right. I think I will join you on Friday then because I'm going to be interested to see how, we, how this meshes together. Yeah, yeah, there, there's probably going to be some overlap. Um, uh, you know, I think my examples will be a little bit more, you know, simplistic. Um, but that's just, you know, that's just we just think differently. And that's just cool. This is what makes it fun. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And yeah, honestly, I think if we would have done two of these, your stuff and my stuff in one podcast, I would have been overwhelming for our listeners and viewers. So um, all right, what else, Pete? What, what else do you got for us? I think this is awesome. You just share. Well, um, I, I guess I could go back. Well, you put it down in the in the descriptions down below the website, so they can visit yeah. that. So, mm -hmm. the key things there are the people who were instrumental in Calypso. That's on the people page. Um, but then I, I really like the one that was inspired by Albert and doing the. Uh, San Diego County tours. I would love to hear people in San Diego County give me some suggestions as to places, because this is something I can do during COVID. All right. I'm in Calypso by myself. I'm out having a nice drive, you know? So did, did you see the podcast episode I did with Jessica Johnson? 
Yeah. And, and that abandoned San Diego and hidden San Diego. Um, have you followed her on Facebook? Uh, on a, I've, I've run across it every once in a while, but yeah. you know me. <laughs> I, would, I would recommend, and this is my, my thought. She posts unbelievably awesome content on Facebook of all these really magical, special places all around the county. And sometimes outside of San Diego County. Now, a lot of them, obviously, you got to take roads to get there. But then from there, there's usually a, you know, uh, you got to park your car and get on a trail and go for a hike. But that might be fun to actually do the drive to. Yeah, I don't do that. Some of those locations. I don't do the hiking part. Well, I know. Hell, I want to get a trailhead. I want to get a picture of potato chip rock. And I have not pulled that off yet. Uh, Michael Devine has promised me that he's going to take my camera up there and get a picture of Potato Chip Rock. But I think mm. I think a nice 360 camera view from the top of Potato Chip Rock would be cool. Yeah. You know, I have hiked the backside of Mount Woodson like more times than I can count. But I've never actually gone down the backside or the front side, actually, to get to Potato mm. Chip Rock. I've never had a photo there either. That's a that's a yeah. wicked list of things. Can you, can you get up to the transmission towers? I mean, is there a place yeah. to take your car up to there? Yeah, like if you're on Highway 67, um, you'll see people parked along the side of the road there, and right. you can go on a little trail, and and suddenly it's a paved road, and the paved road goes all the way to the top, and it's steep as hell, but it's it's a great hike, it's a good workout, and um and it's flat and smooth, although steep. Did I ever tell you that story? I don't know if I ever told you this story. Um, I was in uh, electronic school at Great Lakes Naval Training Center on the banks of Lake Michigan, just north of Chicago, uh, south of Milwaukee, about halfway in between. And so I was in the barracks and I was doing my homework, which was very intense, um, and I was listening to this radio talk show out of Chicago and they were interviewing the president of the university of Chicago, who at the time was like 28 years old or 30 years old or something, amazingly young for that position, you know, and God bless them. The, the, the radio station hosts was doing his best to ask questions trying to make him sound intellectual. Okay. <laughs> right. Because the guy he was interviewing was really smart dude to be right. the president of the university of Chicago at that age was amazing. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I remember this moment really well. And I'm told that it's from a famous quote, but I don't know. I have never bothered to research it because this story is good enough on its own. This interviewer says, so tell me, sir, he says, obviously, intellectually, you're above reproach, but what do you do when you feel the need for physical exercise? Yeah, that was the question. And there was a silence, just like there is now, you know. And then the guy says, I lie down until the feeling goes away. (laughs) And I... (laughs) And I have lived by those words of wisdom my entire life. <laughs> yeah, that's a blessing. And a yeah. Curse. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that's why I'm somewhere fluctuating 
between 275 and 300, depending on whether it's Girl Scout cookie season or not. You know, we're we're in the season right now, aren't we? Yep. Uh-oh. Yep. So I, I, now I have another creative visual, you know, of, uh, of, of <laughs> the weight we put on during the the cookie season. So, well, if you remember when I was talking about. Uh, what podcast was it? I brought Girl Scout cookies with me to the podcast. And we munched on them during the podcast. And yeah, that went right down to my belt line as well. So um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, good stuff. Well, Pete. That, all right. Thanks a, bit, a ton for, for sharing all that. I know it's personal. It's something that you feel. And I, I bet our audience probably feels similarly. You know, many people may have, their own sort of, I call it a flow chart in our mind, you know, some mm-hmm. graphical construct that describes how we see the world around us. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing some of my thoughts on Friday. And so hopefully the audience could join us and Pete, I'd love to have you join okay. us as well. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll put it on the calendar. And by the way, John, I want to thank you for this Eureka moment. All right. Because you're the one that put the concept of the thought of concentric or convergent coils into my head in the first place. Really? Okay. Thank you. My pleasure. You inspired this whole thought train. (laughs) Well, I was just happy that you had a similar feeling. You know, it wasn't like I was some crazy person on my own that has these ideas cooked up in my head. That You had your own thing. And yeah. Then, yeah, I remember you shared with me how it sort of evolved the more you gave it deeper thought. Um, yeah. This is terrific stuff. So, all right. So let's let's wrap up this episode. It's been about an hour. And um, let's let's get together again Friday at.